You must be 18 or older to listen to this podcast. The sexual content in this podcast is not presented for the purpose of sexual gratification. Rather, its purpose is to inform about the complexities of male sexuality and remove the shame and stigma surrounding it. Doing so encourages male-identifying individuals to live happy and safe sex-positive lives. Hey guys, Naughty here. I hope you all are enjoying your winter holiday season. And even though Thanksgiving has already passed, I want to thank all my patrons publicly for supporting this podcast through your membership. I'm also thankful to all of the guests who have been on my show, whether anonymous or public. I thank you all for trusting me to tell your stories. And I want to thank all my playtime guests who were vulnerable enough and trusted me to create a hot, safe, and sexy audio experience to broaden their sexual horizons. Thank you for all the content creators and porn stars that were willing to do these playtimes despite their already established notoriety. And lastly, I want to thank all of you, the listeners, for continuing to listen to this podcast. Anyway, without further ado, here's the interview. In this intensely sexy episode, I interview Just for Fans content creator and sexy sub, Axel Spade. We covered a lot, including his first sexual experience, the time he got gangbanged while blindfolded at an adult bookstore, his thoughts on black men as a white man, married men, fisting, and his wild wilderness fantasy. And then stay tuned because part two will be our intense, intense playtime where I give him six, yes, six anal orgasms. And I have to say this, I don't say this often and I don't say this lightly. Axel is one of the most intense playtime partners I've ever had. And that's a good thing. It was amazing. If you think you're going to enjoy listening to it, I'm telling you, you watching him is a whole nother experience. From the sounds he makes to his facial expressions, to those sexy feet, that bubble butt, baby blue eyes, and beautifully bald head. Not to mention how his body reacts to the six anal orgasms I gave him. If you're one of my patrons, you're already listening to this interview in advance. If you're one of my second tier patrons, you're already viewing your exclusive access to the video of this interview. If you're one of my third tier patrons, you're already getting exclusive access to the hot, steamy, intense playtime video. And for those that are not so fortunate, if you want to join my Patreon, join the link down in the show notes. Not only does it come with a host of sexy benefits, it also helps to keep the podcast running. To see the video of this playtime and other playtimes, just join as a third tier of my Patreon, and then send me a Patreon message requesting access to the video folder, as I can't post the playtime videos on Patreon. And without further ado, here's the interview. Alright guys, I have with me OnlyFans content creator Axel Spade. How are you, man? I'm well, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. So let's see. You're a longtime listener. Yeah. I am. Well, I would, I would say recent, recent. Yeah. Yeah. How did yeah. you find me? Uh, I think it was your Twitter that I uh, got into contact with first. Okay. Yeah. I saw someone retweet something and it came across my feed and I was just like, Oh, this is very intriguing. Um, just based on everything, um, I've been listening to some more like leather and kink BDSM sort of podcasts. And so I was, when I went and navigated it to your page and saw that there was a podcast that you were doing, I was like, oh yeah, definitely need to, uh, definitely need to tap into that for sure. Nice. And, um, and we found ourselves in surprise, surprise, a bait space together. Now was, we now did. did you, yeah. Now, did you hear me in the space before? for hearing the podcast or, or which came first? Uh, I think I heard you in the space before I heard you in the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And what did you think? Oh, I loved it. It's fantastic. Yeah. Actually the, the best part was that, um, so I, I, you know, have the option to listen to in one ear while I'm at work. And so I had you in one ear while I was working. Um, so I was playing a little mm. bit with my kinky side in that way naughty boy you know yeah. i will say i am kind of flattered because i mean 
I mean, you get around, you know, you have, you can have sex whenever you want it. And yet apparently I was, uh, you know, not to toot my own horn, but you know, there have been a couple times just out of the blue, you just DM'd me just to say hi. And that you were thinking about me. I was like, Oh, oh, very nice. So I appreciate that. I, you know, I know a good thing when I see it, as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) <laughs> or when you hear it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's get into it. So, you know, you're a listener. Yeah. You know how this works. So, um, so yeah. So first off, tell me, you know, like, tell me a little bit about your background. Like, um, I assume you're gay, right? I am. That's correct. <laughs> and so, and so tell me what, what life was like growing up for you. Um, you know, where you like, where you from first sexual experience, you know? So I'm, uh, originally from a pretty conservative side of the state of Texas, though. I don't know that there is any other side of that state, if you really yeah. will. Um, <laughs> well, and, you know, uh, I actually have a couple friends. I used to think it was, it was not, but I can't remember. There's one city that's apparently pretty you know, mixed as far as that's concerned. I don't know which one. But. There's a few of the metropolitan areas that are really considered like almost liberal blue dots in the sea of red, if you will. Um, mm. Dallas, Houston, Fort Worth, Austin, all of that. Those big major cities really are. Um, yeah. And there, of course, there are some spread out all over the place, but it's largely pretty pretty conservative, especially in the time that I'm grow- I grew up because uh, I'm 33 mm. years old. And so mm. I grew up in a time like where... Um, like especially in my area there was only one really out and about kind of gay guy um mm. and we were friends with each other he's quite nice we never really actually did anything with each other which is kind of ironic but um we um well would it be i mean i guess it would only be ironic if you were out too right i mean like when i mean ironic yeah i guess if you I, that's a good point uh, although i it's hard to look back on it at any point now and be like how did anyone not know, including myself? Right. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't exactly like, I thought I was doing a really good job playing the straight card, uh, mm-hmm. in a conservative area. Yeah. Uh, and you know, for some people I was really involved in religion. Um, you know, had a very, um, kind of just repressive household, just like your standard typical, you know, origin story, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but again, it, it just doesn't seem like anyone ever should have really been fooled by it. Um, but I mm-hmm. guess, I guess I can pass enough, if you will, or at least back then I could. Now I don't. So, yeah, it's amazing how when you get, when you get in, like change communities or when you come out and you're more your free self, self you know, you're doing, mm-hmm. you know, people that especially may have known you prior, they, they start saying, you know, you've changed, you're, they're different or like you'll, your mannerisms and things like that. So yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah. um, so t- what was your sex first sexual experience? If you're comfortable sharing. Yeah. So <laughs> I, um, I kind of liken my sexual experiences throughout my life, kind of like, uh, in a metaphorical sense, like some of those big artillery shell fireworks where you have two or three big pops and then you have this really big crackle at the end. Um, I think that's kind of where I am. (laughs) Yeah. Cause I've had a few like exploratory instances that some people like from a technical standpoint would be like, Oh, that's first, um, if you will. And then Mm -hmm. for me, like, as far as 
what I would codify as like my truly first sexual experience. I don't think really happened until I was like 23 years old and I was in graduate school at the time. Um, and so it's one of those sorts of things where, you know, in my, you know, youth or whatever, I had guys that I would, you know, experiment with, you know, the whole frauding and touching each other through the underwear. Um, Let's start with that. I would say the most notable of which was when I was in high school, um, someone that I, you know, run ran around with and we were in the same circle kind of started giving me the eye and I gave him the eye back. And of course, you know, the normal uh, curiosities of those in their high school days or whatever um, just kind of led one thing to another. And we had conversations about getting together. Um, now, you know me and you know my yeah, blood. Yeah. I can't, yeah. I, 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 the one thing led to another is like, Oh, and you oh no. Yeah. Off. I got you. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. I was totally going to get there. Don't you worry. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> let me, so let me ask you. So this was, was this the first guy or was this the most, you just said most notable. It's probably the most like notable of my previous sexual experiences or some of my first sexual experiences, if you will. Yeah, because I always wonder, and I don't mean to cut you off, but I always wonder. First of all, I can't remember. There was a porn star. Was his name Nick Wolf or something? He was a short guy, very cute, and he would um, he he loved like sticking things up his ass, big things. And he was a short little guy, and I don't know why you kind of remind me of him. And just I guess maybe because you like getting fisted, right? Um, I'm working on that actually. Um, okay, we're, we're, well, we can get there's a mountain. <laughs> yeah, we can get into that later. Well, the reason I ask is because, like, I think like him when he was a kid. I was watching one interview when he was talking about like how he had like you know would like put fruit and stuff up his ass growing up. And I just I don't know why I pictured that being you or something like that. But but um, <laughs> but anyway. But um, so so I guess the reason why I was so in so interested in the first one is because I can't. Well, I can't imagine because we've all had our own experiences. But just to to imagine what it's like for you, any man really to kind of, you know, the first time you feel another man. And I try to talk, I, you know, I, I, I tackle this very delicately when you're underage, because I don't, it's not something right. that I get off I get to. That. It's just, it's a part of your sexual evolution, your journey. But I do think there is something very interesting. I mean, like when you first feel, you know, those electric moments, like you, like that visual you gave, when you first feel someone else touch you, I'm um, obviously those are bad. There's bad ways that can happen, but then what, but when they're good, you know, I just, you know, it's, it can be electric. So, um, right. but we don't have to, but we don't have to go into the first one. I mean, the most notable one, we can go there and then we can, yeah, you can take me to that. We can, we can go there. I mean, that's not a problem for me. And I just know, like I said, you know, you've got to, like you've said before, you, you are very, you know, clear and understanding that like we, in this conversations, like we're not condoning that, um, that underage work, right. We're just more so just exploring what it is as far as the sexual timeline is concerned. So I, and how you felt, you know, like how you felt as, you know, emotionally, you know, going through something like that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, um, I mean, it, it was very exciting. Um, it was really exciting for a lot of reasons, because to give you a little bit of context, I had no real like um, sexual, I mean, like I said, I'd had some previous sexual interactions before that were, you know, more like innocent explorations of my own body, if you will. Um, those that are like normal and standard and come with you being um, 
young and gay and and in a repressed household. But then also, I think at this particular time, I had first come across my own like first exploration into pornography. And so I really didn't understand a lot about how, what these men in these videos were doing that I was watching, how it made them feel pleasurable. And so then of course, you know, having to connect some of my prior experiences with things that I saw them doing, then it kind of went led to me, you know, really exploring myself in ways during my shower time. Right. So it, you know, there was a nozzle that was shaped like an L. And so, you know, I found myself really gravitating towards that and kind of sitting on the the shower handle, if you will, and letting mm. the, letting the shape of that rub against the inside of my body and, you know, against my prostate and um, create these like deeply intense sexual feelings that were, you know, tingly that sent, you know, tingles through my dick and made me like get really hot in my face and hot on my chest and kind of shake a little bit. Well, I'm so well, let, let's unpack that because I I do want, you know, that, you know, that's one of my questions that I I ask, like, you know, there's the first, now, how old are you when you first like experienced, like playing with your, like your prostate and everything? I was probably about 14 years old. So I was a, okay. a little later than some of my peers to sex, just because it had been such a taboo subject in my household for so long. Um, well, and like to, I said, I, well, I was just going to okay. say, to be fair though, I mean, I don't think a lot of your, your sexual, I mean, I'm sorry. I don't think a lot of your, you know, uh, you know, your, your friends around your age, um, cause you're, you know, we're, we're, we're around the same age. I don't think mm-hmm. even if they were experimenting, I don't think they were getting into prostate play. I don't really think they, they knew, even if they were sticking things up there, you know, butts at different times, I don't think they knew. So, I mean, I think, so the fact that you have a very clear experience, this is, I'm very interested in, and, and that, and you're doing exactly what I, I ask every guest you're getting to the sensory stuff, you know? Yeah. So, so please and tell me. Yeah, for sure. And it was nice because it was, um, it wasn't too big. Um, it wasn't too small. Like it was a, it was a substantial size and the smoothness of it made me feel a little bit, you know, safer exploring it, I think. And I think I started really recognizing that, uh, that stimulation that happened, you know, in my own self-exploration then caused me to have these really intense feelings in my dick that I would then, you know, reach down of course, and like play with my dick and get hard and touch myself and, um, kind of increase in speed, increase in vigor and just really move myself up and down on that. And I know that there were definitely some times where like I got done and I was like, Oh, I maybe have done that a little bit too, too aggressively. Um, yeah, but it yeah, didn't yeah. matter well, if but, I but enjoyed like, it. <laughs> yeah. But like, okay. So the, the, but tell me it started with what the tingling, like what you were like, that's mm-hmm. what I want to like. So it starts with tingling. Okay. And where did you yeah. feel the tingling? Where, like, where was uh, it? mainly like at the tip of my dick and it really kind of felt like I needed to piss like that. That was my really big introduction into what it felt like to orgasm, uh, in that particular part of my body, um, Mm -hmm. feeling my, you know, my dick get hard in my hand. Um, and I was still young enough to where some of my anatomy wasn't quite 
filling out the way that it normally should. And so, you know, I, or I, or I should say as, as it does, as you get, you know, further on in that. And so I was mainly using like just the, the motion, the tenderness of my fingers across my dick. Um, my hands weren't as rough then. And so, you know, it was just really very stimulating every time I got across my front. Uh, I would feel like that jolt of pleasure go from the tip of my dick all the way up into my chest and into my face and kind of get me excited and get me going. So, mm-hmm. so the, but, but like with the feeling on your prostate and everything, like you would get like your face would get hot. You said, mm-hmm. or... yeah. Well, also because I mean, I was also doing this during my shower time. So obviously I was oh, right. getting it to where, you know, water was hot enough. So, um, yeah, but I did yeah. notice that as I got older, that's a sensation that has carried with me, um, whether that was mm-hmm. like learned or it's a natural progression, which I think it is pretty much a natural thing in your body. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just one of those things where my whole my whole head and my whole face would get so hot um, and so flush that I could like in the middle of a session, reach up and like touch my face and be like, oh, wow, this feels like very um intense um and so then i would also notice that if i looked down on my chest like there would be these like deep red spots all over my chest Mm. um and that that was to me always this indicator that like excitement um was present in my body because i could also touch my chest Mm -hmm. yeah it was it was it was my own version of my spidey sense if you will and i could touch my chest and feel that same heat um, yeah. as well, which was really a yeah. very fun sensation. Yeah. I've, I've checked out your Twitter. I know you're a Marvel fan like me, so I am um, actually, yes, yes. We can talk about that later, but, yeah. um, okay. So the first, so the first, so the most notable experience experience with your friend, tell me about like that. You were setting up the scene. Let's yeah. tell me about what happened. So we were friends at school. Um, we were not really known to be, um, gay at all there was of course you know that normal teasing that comes with being a young person in the world but uh and being different than everybody else and we both were different in that way but we never really like entertained the fact that it could be because we were gay um but we did start kind of spending a little bit more time with each other and we were uh we were in the band obviously um and so we (laughs) spent some time it was it's it's funny because it always starts there um, or the choir or anything like that. And so that, that too, actually. Yes. So we sat with each other on the band bus and every now and again, we would have to get really closer. We'd have to take those really long like trips back. And so we'd have to get close to each other to be able to like sleep on each other's shoulder or lean against the window and the seat so that we could, you know, sleep through the night or whatever. But in, in that time also was this ability to like be up against another you know, male. And it was just like, Oh, this is exciting. And there would be those same tingling sensations that, you know, I experienced in my dick when I was doing my own prostate play that I would experience whenever I brushed up against this guy, um, who was very obviously into me and I was into him. And so we, you know, we did that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so we did that exploratory, like touching each other's thighs and moving up a little closer in the darkness. did you do the whole thing where you uh, like pretended that you're like doing it in, in your sleep 
you know how you like your oh a hundred percent yes absolutely yeah, yeah for sure one hundred percent um and we both knew that we weren't asleep um and at any point we could have looked at each other and probably did and realized that we weren't and so again we did that you know that touching of the thigh that moved up and a little bit closer it was touching each other's dick and kind of sizing each other up in that way and um you know eventually finding time to rendezvous with each other in like privacy um in the sense that like my mom and brother were away one night um and so i was like can i have so and so over and my mom was like yeah absolutely so he came over and we had both kind of like planned it beforehand um and had been like hey my mom's gonna be out of town why don't you come over and we'll you know fuck around or whatever we didn't use that language but mm -hmm. yeah so when you said like basically like oh we'll we'll hang out and you know you know like but yeah you know (laughs) right but what there wasn't like even though you both had it in your mind and you guys were kind of like hemming and hawing around it i mean you guys did not specifically say to each other or admit it to each other that hey this we're gonna play with each other again or did you Oh, right. no, it was all this very, like, <clears throat> like you said, him hawing and tiptoeing around or whatever. Um, yeah. But we would talk about how, like, hey, do you do this? And he would be like, yeah, I do this and I do this, too. And it's like, oh, well, then we should do this together. And um, so he comes over, of course. And, you know, we do that thing where it's like, oh, yeah, let's hang out for a little bit and chit chat. Um, Little did I know that that same like correlation would translate into me being like a gay adult and hooking up on these hookup sites and being like, yeah, Hey, I, let's talk a little bit before we do this. But I bet you were so like, I remember being, you know, in high school and having my first, you know, experience and, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. like when you have your friend coming over and like, you know, it's just you guys and nobody is there. And it's like, I bet you were just like, but nervous and, a, and but oh, awesome. so nervous, but like in a good way. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was nervous about a lot of things. I was nervous that my mom would come home. I was nervous that he wouldn't want to do it or that he wouldn't show up. And then there was a part of me that when he did show up, I was like, oh God, how, you know, like, what are we going to do? Like, I've really thought about this. Um, And so my little anxious brain kept going. But at the same time, like my whole body is shaking. I'm so like incredibly flushed and hot over this. And it's all of these familiar feelings that are happening, you know, from my own self-exploration that are also happening when he's in the room with me. Um, and it's just like, we, we get to the moment where we're, you know, hanging out, so to speak, before we make that first initial move, um, on each other. And in my head, I'm just like, I want to do it all, like everything and nothing at the same time. And so then we start kissing each other and really like getting hot and heavy with the petting and the touching of each other's face and well wait a minute so i mean because that's a you know being you know having the whole repressed you know environment and then still not sure what to do i mean that's usually the last thing that comes when you're when you're that age because you just don't know if it you know well and as long as we're not kissing everything yada 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 so okay so i'm picturing you guys I mean, what were you guys doing immediately before you started kissing? We were literally just watching television um, and just kind of like waiting for the first one, waiting for someone else to be the first one to make the move. And then, of course, you know, again, we did the 
customary thing again that we'd already done on the band bus which is like touching each other's leg you knew that, okay. that we were familiar with that right and okay. then that's when we moved into that like you know that sexual exploration in that way where we're kissing um i don't think okay. that one of us really i think was worried at that moment like well it's not gay if we're not kissing so to speak i don't think yeah, that yeah. was really a thing we were too terribly concerned about at that time and because right. uh, we were just glad to be at this moment where we could right. actually experience this. And so I had, um, I lived in a house where I and my brother shared a room. And so we occupied the master bedroom that had this big walk-in closet. And for whatever reason, all of my sexual play happened there. It was like my secret cave that I could go into uh-huh. that I wasn't afraid of anybody ever finding me. I could hear the garage do- door open. So if anybody was came that in that way, room? Well, it was my room technically. It was my oh, my, my brother's God. room, but because we no, shared I mean, the a room, ba- we, the master room, the master bedroom. Yeah, yeah. So because we shared a room, my brother and I, because we shared a room, it, it was big enough to accommodate both of us having a bed in there. Whereas, oh, I like, thought you were trying to say that you and your brother had your own room that you shared. Oh, yeah, and no, then no. There was a master room. Okay. Yeah, no. So we were in what would be considered the master bedroom. Okay. Um, and so I could lock my bathroom door. So if anybody came through the front door and I couldn't hear them, they couldn't just walk in on me. And then if I was in the closet, I could hear the garage open. And so then I could like quickly, you know, collect myself, act like I was using the bathroom and then come out and be fine. Um, yeah. It was the best, the best setup ever for, you know, 14, 15 year old me. Um, yeah. And so I took him back there into the closet with me and immediately we just went straight to it. And he, um, as I recall, it's a little hazy as far as the order of events are concerned, but from what I can remember, I was the one that dropped to my knees and like kind of slowly pulled down his basketball shorts. Um, and just saw right in front of my face, this, you know, for the first time, you know, really actually, seeing one in person Mm. great dick just pop up right in front of me um and i didn't have any real experience to know what it would have been what what i was supposed to do in what order um Mm. so i kind of like rubbed my face on it and just let the heat of it kind of heat up his pelvic area because it was so because you know to keep it all warm and everything like that and then i remembered yeah it was absolutely fantastic um it was very um it was clean but it was also very um like clearly he had you know just showered but also he had been in his shorts and his underwear for you know quite a few hours so it was that like day-long smell if you will sure um and i immediately then in the midst of like rubbing it all on my face kind of understood at that point oh yeah, the things you see in the porn that you watch, this is what you should be doing. So I just opened my mouth and just immediately started like sucking his dick. And it was a really fantastic experience that then, you know, after some time of really like enjoying that and feeling that rub up against the roof of my mouth and kind of hit the back of my throat just a little bit. um, Then we like switched positions and he took his turn and kind of did the same thing where we did this reciprocation where he rubbed his face against my dick. And then he put his, or put my dick in his mouth. And that was largely all of the 
thing that we did um, that evening. And I don't even really remember if either one of us came uh, because I feel like I want to say that my mom came home while we were in the middle of an, our interaction or whatever. And, and so it was one of those things where we had to kind of like stop. And so from then on, I didn't really have another notable um, sexual moment so you, until so I was you guys, 19. You guys, you guys didn't again say like, okay, we're, we're going to come over, going to come nope. over again. And Nope. I tried. Yes. Um, he didn't really seem into it after that. Um, even though he had seemed to have such a fantastic time about it. Um, yeah. you, we never really quite reconnected on that. And then, yeah. as I said, like my next notable sexual interaction was when I was 19. Um, it was a very similar situation with a guy that I was going to college with who came with me, um, to stay the night while I was watching my mom's house while she was out of town. I was in college uh, at the time. And back, so, back to that room again. <laughs> yep. Yeah, well, it was actually a different house this time, but nevertheless, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> And, um, he was just this very different kind of guy. Um, Were you a little at bit. that point? I wasn't actually, um, I didn't come out until I was 28 as it were. Oh. Yeah. So I'm kind of new to the out in public scene, but, um, when I was 19, I brought him home. Um, it's, it is so funny too, because we had, we had gone to walmart because he knew what we you know like we discussed in kind of veiled terms about what i wanted to do and what he wanted to do and he kind of said in this very like kind and not so like crude way that you know he wanted to fuck me um which i was like that's fantastic um because that's exactly <laughs> what i want to do like literally exactly what i want to do with this man um and I oh hang know, on by home. the way by the yeah. way um guys uh listen this is uh if you are uh second and third tier of my patreon you actually get to actually watch um the interview the the him being interviewed and I mean you know Axel is beautiful to look at he's 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 so adorable and so cute and you know it so I just wanted to pause because I'm enjoying watching you tell your story and you're, you know, how you're animated telling it and everything. So it's very endearing, but go ahead. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so we're, we go because he knew what he needed. Uh, and so clearly he was more experienced with this than I was. Um, he was bisexual. He had talked about how he had been with women, um, never really gave any details, just the fact that he had been. Um, and so we went to Walmart and I was like, what are we doing at Walmart? I had literally no context for any supplies that would be needed for sexual encounters of any kind uh, at this point. And so we go to Walmart and then all of a sudden he's like, let's go. And I didn't even realize that in the moments that I had been sitting there being like, where are we going? He had migrated to the family planning aisle, swiped a bottle of lube and stuck it in his pocket. And we walked right out of Walmart. And I didn't even realize it until we got home. How did he so do that with those freaking? <laughs> how did he do that with those freaking, you know, detectors or whatever? Back then, we didn't have to worry about those as much. Like oh, wow. those okay. only have recently come into the scene. So, um, but we get home and I realize what he's done or whatever. And in my head, I'm just like, oh, this is like not okay. Again, living in this like repressed society where it's just like 
petty theft is just as bad as anything else that you'll ever do. And it's like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. It was really funny. Um, so then we get inside, we, you know, we talk, you know, we look at each other. He kind of, again, alludes in those really kind words about how, what we're going to do is we're going to go sit in the bathtub with each other, kind of explore each other, touch each other, um, play with each other's sticks, suck each other's dick, um, which is what I was excited about because I had context for that. Um, you said in the bathtub? Then, yeah. Huh, um, okay. So again, parents are out of town. Um, master bathroom has this massive jacuzzi tub in it, which I'm of like, course. Yes, I'm all about that life. And um, so, you know, I fill it up, we go in there. Um, and you know, he had never really alluded to what the lube was going to be for, but he was just like, I knew, I knew based on what we were talking about, how he was talking to me, what, you know, everything like that, he was going to stick it in my butt more or less. And so Uh we did, we went into that master bathroom and I just watched him take his clothes off. And this man was just this very long haired ginger that had hair all over his body in all of the best places. Um, oh yeah, it was great. And he was kind of thick for 19. I wouldn't say like muscular, but you know, he wasn't, you know, he was 19, 19, 20, you know, college freshman, sophomore, 15 pounds after your high school weight or whatever. And, Uh um, but still very attractive to me like that. Yeah. Stocky would be a really good way to describe that. Um, and I was too. So it was just like kind of, um, really like physically we were very similar to each other uh-huh. and uh i had only just like kind of started to realize like i'm 19 years old there's hair on my chest there's hair on my body like i knew like i'd had it before and i'd recognized it but i didn't really ever like observe it um mm-hmm. until i saw him and then i was like oh i have that on me too um and it was like really nice to see someone else had that kind of thing um, going for them. And so we got in and he had just this really nice, very thick veiny dick that just hung down. Um, wow. it was very, very thick. And so we got into that tub with each other. We started touching each other. Um, we didn't actually kiss. Um, I think that was a thing for him where he was like, as long as we're not kissing, then this isn't a problem. Uh-huh. Um, and so, you know, he proceeded to, you know, cut my balls and my dick with his hand and just kind of go back and forth with them in that like jacking off motion. And I did the same thing with him. And, um, you know, we kind of really just stuck with that. And then at some point I remember him standing up and I just immediately knew what to do. I took his dick and I just put it in my mouth and it just felt so good to feel it fill up inside of my mouth Uh and feel the veins on the outside of his dick just really like engorge with blood and just touch the roof of my mouth and it wasn't the same feeling as i had experienced prior before this was much thicker um and a much more enjoyable experience and you you know i just knew it did you say this guy was um uncut did you say no, he was cut actually. Oh, okay. Oh. Um, and, and so, which was also a thing that at the time I was like, oh, this is nice. Um, because, um, that was also something that I had, you know, noticed about myself was that I was also mm-hmm. cut. Um, right. 
And so, you know, I immediately started sucking his dick and it just got thicker and thicker and thicker and finally got, um, you know, fully hard and he reciprocated. Um, and then at the same time, you know, he put his, his, um, his mouth around my dick and kind of scratched it with his teeth a little bit, which is fine. You know, it was mm. soft it was a really easy sensation. It wasn't like an aggressive one. Mm -hmm. um, and then he reached around and started playing with my, with my butthole. And for the first time I understood what it was like to have anal stimulation without the aid of something else, without the aid of like a, um, with that, with the shower handle or mm -hmm. anything like that. Cause I had never actually taken the initiative to shove my own finger up my butthole. And mm -hmm. so, um, yeah. So when he did it, I was like, Oh, this is good. Um, and it, again, it was a similar sensations of sitting on that shower handle that just really like caused me to feel the tingling at the tip of my dick again. And, yeah. uh, but this time, like my legs and my knees started to shake because it was another person that was causing wow. it. Yeah. Um, and so we got out of that tub, we went to the bedroom and, um, he proceeded to lube up his dick and, um, like I said, it was very thick and he shoved it in my butt and, oh, so thick. Um, it was literally the first time I had ever felt, um, another man's cock inside of me. And it was painful at first. <laughs> yeah. yeah I was like, um, it really was. Right. Yeah. It, it was painful at first. And, you know, he went for a little bit and it started to, it was very, very, very intense. Um, and I think he could sense that and he felt my body tighten up and he was just like, we're going to be done for the night, you know, for now. Um, and I was like, oh, okay. And then again, just like the last one, no real follow through after that to do it again. Um, and so I, I, I'm sorry. And so what? You're fine. Oh, and so I, you know, moving on to get to the like to the apex of the whole situation because I told you, like metaphorically, it's like these small pops to a big one, right? Right. But let me ask you um, then before you go because there's sure. the obligatory question I always ask. I mean, did it get messy? I mean, this is your first time. I mean, you don't, you've never had any prior experience. So I want to say that like it, it didn't get. I don't think too messy. Um, and I, but I do think that that might've been one of the things that maybe made it like in so quickly. And maybe that is why, you know, I look back on that experience now and I think to myself, like, that's why it hurt is uh, because you mm. were trying to shove this really big. And I'm telling you, it was like, it was thick, like lube bottle thick, if you will. Oh, wow. Um, or at least that's how it felt, um, yeah. in my, in my ass and, you know, on top of the fact that, you know, not everything is irrigated out. And so right, there's a lot of say, extra stuff. Right. Because I mean, you're probably focusing on the pain and, you know, this mm -hmm. has happened to me before where, you know, where I'm, I'm, you know, I'm fucking and, and I start to kind of see something and I, you know, I, I, I never bottom shame because it's a lot, you know, there's a lot that goes into that. Um, but you know, I, in the early days, I kind of didn't know how to, what to do. So I would just be like, okay, well, you know, like come up with an excuse, you know, um, because I didn't want I didn't want to make them feel bad. So mm -hmm. it's very possible yeah. that maybe not just the pain, but like you said, maybe he may have noticed 
something, you know, that you didn't, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, he had prior experience that had made it a little bit more realistic to understand that maybe that had happened. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, you know, again, we, you know, we, we went our separate ways. We went about our life. It's no big deal. Um, And then all of a sudden I'm 23 years old in graduate school and I discover Craigslist for the very first time. Wow. And and that is the beginning of the end, if you will, to all of my sexual innocence. Um, okay. I answered a classified ad while I was doing some work and was like, oh, I want to go meet up with this guy. And he was like, I can't meet up until late. And I was like, that's fine. I can't either. So we rendezvoused in a parking lot. Um, which may have been the start of one of my big like fetishes, which is that I enjoy public sex um, a lot. Mm. And it was this parking lot at this like hospital health clinic or whatever. We parked next to each other. We got inside and, um, you know, we did exchange pictures. I knew who he was. Like we operated under some pretty, I would say safe constraints, even though like how safe can you actually call that? Um, And we sat next to each other again, that same introductory sort of thing that came with it, um, even though he was um, quite a bit more experienced than I was, kind of knew where we were headed. We both kind of knew we were headed. So the initial like talking and getting into things took a little less time. So we touch each other's thighs, we touch each other's chest, which that's the first time that had really happened. And that's when like I touched his chest. And I think that's when I kind of understood that I was like, a guy that really enjoyed touching and I enjoy the male chest a lot. Um, especially big barrel chested like guys. Um, and immediately upon putting my hand on my chest or on his chest shot through my arm, all those sen- sensations that I felt before. And I was Gosh, like, Oh yeah, this is how I know <laughs> you look like, no, it's so funny because you look so much like, and remind me so much of this guy that I hooked up with in college. It's so oh, really, Oh yeah, it was hot time too. But anyway, but go ahead. So yeah. like the things that you're saying and everything and all that, yeah, it's just fuck. But keep going. No. Go ahead. Thanks. So yeah, you didn't know you that, know, did you? <laughs> I didn't. I I appreciate that. So you know, I get that familiar feeling in my chest. It's hot. It's hot on my face. We're kissing each other. Um, at this point, I am full on. Don't give a shit what's going on. I completely check out. I am in this moment. Um, it is almost as if this entire world around me has just blacked out and there's nothing but the inside of the backseat of this car. And then all of a sudden, right in the middle of us doing what we were, you know, knew that we were going to do and we were so excited to get done, someone knocks on the damn window. Wow. And we freaked out. Wow. So fast. We put up our, you know, pulled up pants, got out. It was just a security guard. It wasn't a cop. Um, and so, you know, we gave him some bullshit line, how we were just sitting there talking and everything like that, you know, with clearly both of us with full on erections, not, not even able to be hidden through our, uh-huh. in our shorts and everything like that. Were we guys knew exactly what we were doing in the parking lot of like a hospital and there was nobody oh, there. Uh, wow. Um, and so he knew exactly what we were doing. He was just like, y'all be safe. Have a good evening. We got in our cars, ran off, like, and kind of talked about rendezvousing the next day. So I showed up at his apartment the next day. And what would this guy look like again? Um, he was 
probably also pretty stocky. He had dark chest hair, dark facial hair, um, goatee. Um, no, he had a full beard actually. And White, black. he was white. Um, and he just, and he had thick arms, um, or at least as far as I can remember, it's really nice stick. It wasn't, um, as thick as my other friends, but it was definitely one of those that I was just like, Oh, this is lovely. Like it was, it's, it was substantial and it filled my mouth. Um, whenever I finally did get to like suck on it and everything like that. Um, and then that's really after that, um, when we met up at his apartment the next day and I'd spent this, you know, exceptional amount of time with him laying down on the bed, um, and me just bobbing up and down on his dick. Um, that's finally when I like experienced, um, real full on penetrative sex that, you know, culminated in some sort of pleasure and orgasm. Um, because then at that point he slipped on a condom and I, you know, got up on my knees and just sat right down on his dick and just wrote it until he busted his load. And then we literally looked at each other. He said, we enjoyed it. We got up, put on our clothes. I walked out of his apartment and never saw him again. Wow. So, I mean, so like, what was that? What was that feeling of getting fucked like for you? It wasn't as painful this time. And I think it's because this time I was like able to recognize that that was, um, going to be a thing that I would have to endure. Um, and so when the initial pain that came with it happened, he was able to like continue to fuck me through it in a way that made me forget that it was an issue. And I was so determined even in that moment to, to like get all the way through. I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't know what it meant to get to the end of that experience, but I just knew that in my other experiences, I had never actually gotten to get to some sort of closure and that this time I was going to, and I didn't care what happened. Yeah, it's like, we're, 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 we're going to the yeah. end. Yeah. We're, we're doing this. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, is it the, is it the prostate simulation that turns you on or is it the feeling of being stretched or is it the feeling full? Like what, what is it that you, yeah. So it's kind of all of them to be honest with you, but I think in the early, in the beginning stages, the prostate simulation was really the thing that I just enjoyed the most. And I think it was just because I didn't understand. I didn't know that was a part of my body <laughs> until mm. after I'd been fucking around for a long time. And, um, you know, I had then at that point, you know, when I was older and moving, you know, out to Dallas and just enjoying that time, that's when I started kind of exploring my own insides, if you will, um, with my own hand and kind of getting up in there and feeling the, the ridges of my anus, um, and feeling that full feeling. And then that's kind of when I realized like, oh, this prostate simulation feels good, but it also feels good because there's so much in here now that isn't normally there. Um, and so it's that contraction of being full and also not, and then being empty and then being full and then being empty. Um, that was really so exciting. I, so if I can get a little graphic for just one quick, so actually not graphic, if I can be yeah. a little, I don't know, like, cause I said this to one other person that they loved just the idea of feeling, feeling, feeling full and then not, I'm like, so then does, so you basically sound like you're describing number two. So does describing <laughs> number two, like give you a sexual pleasure taking a, yeah. You know, 
dropping a deuce and yeah that's that's definitely a really like accurate description of it that it does just feel like a really satisfying dump um like uh-huh. and and then when you get to the end of that you're like oh i like i'm all tingly and like relieved and there's space there now that wasn't there before um so yeah it's definitely that that in and out motion or or rather that like i said that feeling full than not feeling full than feeling full than not feeling full have you ever had a prostate orgasm oh yeah several Mm, and how would you describe those oh those are intense um i have those I feel like I have this quite often, actually. Um, now that I've like learned to explore that deeper second ring area, um, but you know, my prostate orgasms, if you will, those are just those just constant. Feels like it's pushing up against the inside of my pelvis, and it's going to like basically. It feels like whatever's inside of me is going to push out the push out my you know outside of the head of my dick, um, and, which is this odd like kind of morbid picture, if you will that gets put into that, but also like this incredibly pleasurable one, because it's this, um, like I said, the sensation of growth that happens, um, inside, but I think it also, I feel it in like the inside of my dick, um, as mm. well. And then eventually, you know, when that prostate orgasm causes me to like bust my load or bust, you know, some semblance of one. Um, and for me, it's actually that it causes me to like, it hits up against my bladder and causes piss at the same time, which is really fantastic. Um, and it's kind of like my way of saying like, I can come multiple times because I do. Um, but I just don't ever orgasm. And then, you know, I have that manual stimulation where my mind then finally gets to connect the pleasure in my dick and in my, in my asshole and and with my prostate and everything like that. So, 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 okay, wait, so how do you define coming versus orgasm or? I mean, like, coming to me is like the physical action of like sperm or, um, you know, come just coming out of my, out of my dick, uh-huh. right. In any uh-huh. combination, whether it's alongside the piss or just, you know, on its own, whereas yeah. for me, orgasm is like that culmination of the sexual experience again, where your mind and your body all kind of connect with each other. And for just a very brief moment, you're transported out of yourself. And out of this world, even if you will, and your whole body is alight with all kinds of pleasure, um, lots of heat, um, the tingling sensations and breathlessness where you just can't help but like exhale or you can't help but like shout. Yeah. And you can, and you've had that from just getting fucked, right? Like prostate Uh, orgasms. Oh yeah, Absolutely. Nice, nice. All right, so let me just jump to because because I know we've been going for a while, and I want to. Yeah, you know, sorry. Um, so no, 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 no. It's not you. It's me. I like. There's so much I want to cram. There's so many sexually charged phrases. So much I want to cram into this. Um, so hot. So yeah. So let me. So let's um go into like, what would you call your hottest off camera? Your hottest sexual experience of all time. And I. That's so hard because I, I really do the best that I can to like culminate really awesome sexual connections with people. And so yeah. every connection feels like the hottest connection, but I will say probably oh. the, probably the funnest that I've ever had. Um, and that I didn't ever really realize that I would have was <clears throat> that, um, a friend of mine 
um, to a very, very close to very dear friend of mine, um, loves to pick the shit out of me, which is awesome. Um, he basically organized for me to be ass up in an adult bookstore on one of the couches and just literally usher people in to come and just use my hole. Um, it was probably one of the seediest things I've ever done in my life. Um, it was very exciting because I had no clue who these people were. Um, I had, you know, of course, consented to this idea that I wasn't going to really say no to anybody. Um, because I trusted my friend and he was there to make sure that, you know, I was safe, but also making sure that like he was having a good time. I was having a good time. Like everybody's having a good time. You um, know, Robert and, Black, I interviewed Robert Black, um, of the, of the sexual heroes podcast. He described, mm-hmm. I think the same, same scenario kind of, Oh yeah. But it, it was just at a, you know, at, at home, I think, but anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Um, and this one was particularly fun just because it was in public and it just really played on that like public fetish that I have. And, um, so, you know, I get started, I'm, I'm on the edge of this couch I'm as up, like he starts with me. Um, I am not a quiet person, by the way, when I am sexual in any way, shape or form. Sometimes I listen to myself and I think I sound like a dying cow. Um, but then other times I listen to myself and other people hear it and they're like, oh my God, that's probably the hottest part about, you know, listening to you or watching you have sex. It's just yeah. all of the sounds and the moans that you make. And that's what um, I want to hear. Cause you were so quiet in that, right? in that zoom session that, uh, where I had all those guys in there, like I saw you, but like you, there was mm-hmm. like, there was no sound. <laughs> yeah. And so I, um, at one point had to be told like, keep it down because you're going to cause a problem people are going to start coming in like that aren't supposed to be the ones that are coming in. And so I had to like start kind of containing myself and holding it in. But just one guy after another, after another came in and um, I, it ended with me taking, I want to say it was two loads from this very tall, very stocky, muscular, or at least in my mind, um, black man with this very big dick. Um, and, I had been, he had been told by my friend, like, do not stop until you nut. Um, I knew that going in, it was totally okay with that. And I was able to work through all of it. Um, I mean, but he had gotten me to the point where I was so exhausted. I could hardly even be on my knees. I wanted to lay down so bad. Um, and it just, yeah. And it was just like one time, I mean, he would lift me up, he would fuck me some more and I'd start to go down and lift me up and fuck me some more until he was done. Um, and then we left the bookstore and went on down the road and had a great evening. Nice. You have a, by the way, what, what, what is your, uh, what's your favorite type of guy? I have a really broad spectrum of attraction to be honest with you. So it's really hard to pin that down. Um, Mm -hmm. I like bigger guys. I like, um, you know, guys with all size dicks. Like I, I don't, I don't have a, I don't, I'm not a size queen, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I do tend to enjoy guys that present a little bit more masculine than anyone else. Um, hyper masculinity, I think is hot, but I also understand some of its toxicity. Um, so I get that a little bit. Um, I like white guys. I like black guys. I like, um, Latino guys. Oh, I love Latino guys, especially as well. And black guys, um, people like just folks of color are 
right up there high on my list, to mm. be honest. Um, yeah. I just always had good experiences with them. Yeah, I was about to say, so what is it? Because I thought you were just going to come straight out the gate and just say, I love black men or, or, <laughs> I, lo- or I love Latino men or, or whatever. So so what is it about your experience with them that that makes you that you love so much or what is or not even just yeah okay the experience you said the experience what is it yeah about them? so like all of the latin men that i ever fuck with have this like incredible passion that mm. is connected to their deep sexual like charge um and so they not only like fuck aggressively but they fuck aggressively and sensually um mm. which is a really nice combination um yeah i've heard that a lot with, i've heard of the, the okay. one thing i i when i talk to white guys and the white guys are really into black black men they'll say the passion and i'm like okay but like yeah like i just like unpack that a little bit more so and and with the with black guys i've found that that exists as well and then there's also a subset of individuals in that category that also who know how to kind of disconnect me and my humanity from like the action of sex itself. And that's also very exciting to me. Disconnect you from the fant from the humanity. You mean like, basically like, you know, you've got like the, and I like how you said subset because they're not all, you know, not all no, yeah. the same, right. But, but no, you're no. saying that there are some that basically know how to basically, you know, dehumanize you in a way that's sexy. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. That, that know how to dehumanize me in, in, in a sexual way that, or that is sexy. Cause I, you know, I'm into degradation and things like that. And I think that's a lot of fun for me personally. Okay. Um, but I also, it's more of that. Um, there are some black men that I've been with that know, or that often treat our sexual interaction as it's transactional. Um, right. Like I am here to get you off and then we're done. Um, and there's a time and a place for that. And when I'm in that mood for that, and that's what I want to, you know, go towards, then I love it when I don't have to like coach someone into recognizing that that's what we both want. Right. Right. And then you have, you know, the other, you know, the, like you said, so you've got the really passionate, really intimate black Mm -hmm. men, and then you have the ones that are just got it. So, um, Nice. Do you have this? We kind of talked briefly about, like, you you like the idea of being subservient to a black mm-hmm. man, yeah. And so mm-hmm. and so and and kind of where does that like, where does that come from? What does that mean? Like, what what makes what is it about a black man that makes you feel like I want to be subservient to you? I don't. I don't know really where that came from to be honest, like if we're, if we're going to unpack that, that way, um, I just have always, and I, I know that sounds very like cliche and then may not be the greatest like answer that you've ever heard of it, but mm-hmm. it's just kind of always been something that I've enjoyed and, and, and I've also kind of felt, um, mm-hmm. I don't feel a need to be a, in any kind of dominant situation. Um, with black men. I just mm-hmm. naturally fall into a sub role whenever um, I'm having interactions with them. Nice. Yeah. Cause I've heard about, you know, BNW, what is it? B, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, is it kind of in that kind of realm or is it just kind of um, like, I don't really know a whole lot about it. I've seen and read some things and like interesting. Some of it's intriguing, yeah. some of it's hot, some of it's not. Yeah. And I'm, I'm there for some of that, to be honest with you. Um, and I, I don't know if it's that I'm like, you know, I, I feel like I'm, uh, you know, on a sexual level, ready to embrace that whole dialogue, if you will. Um, uh-huh. you know, at the end of the day, I think I understand and know and, um, would rather live in a world where that's not really a conversation that we any that we have to have. Um, right. but I will say, you know, on a, like kind of a political slash, you know, not to get too, too academic about it or whatever, but I, I mean, I, 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 as a white man recognize very much how like systemically as a country, we've done some really awful things and really have done nothing well by people of color, specifically black men and women. And, so I am, and maybe that's what makes me open to yeah, that whole write, idea. Want to write that wrong. And then so, yeah. yeah. And so <laughs> maybe right. I, so maybe I extend that, like that desire um, for social justice into the bedroom a little bit. And I'm like, well, maybe I can be part of writing. That wrong. So oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's get into your, um, let's get into your only fan. So tell me a little bit about your, your OnlyFans, which you, you know, um, what can fans expect and how, what made you start? What made you, so, I mean, cause you grew up, you grew up, you know, fairly conservative life. You didn't come out till you were 28. Um, I mean, when did the, when and how did you decide to do an OnlyFans? I think I just decided to do it because it was a, kind of a fun, like expression and self-exploration of my, of my sexual, um, like escapades um you know people journal and for me it looked like some version of my own sexual archive if you will a way for me to reflect on the things that i've done in the past versus what i'm doing in the future and kind of contextualize you know how far i've swung on each spectrum if you will from being like very very repressed to being like this very sex positive individual and being able to like constantly visit something and be like where does that fit um, yeah. in that pendulum swing, if you will? Yeah. Do are you worried about? I have no idea what you do for a living, like your your day job. But have you been worried about like your job finding out or uh, less? Because you know, I do recognize that there's a lot of um, don't ask, don't tell in the corporate world, which is what I'm in. Uh-huh. Um, so it's one of those sorts of things where like don't give them a reason to go looking for it and they probably won't and you won't have an issue with that. Um, give them a reason to look for it and they'll find it and you will be in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You just, this whole interview just been turning me on a different, different levels. Um, I'm so glad. Yeah. Mm. Um, let's see. Uh, what was I going to say? about the only what else about the only oh fans? i mean i i will say like typically um i do because you asked like what should people expect or whatever um and I, I mean i'll be honest with you like i um have only really just come into the port where i'm able to dump a lot of the content that i have onto the pages um 
I will say I, I hit just for fans a lot more than I do my OnlyFans, just because OnlyFans has a lot of restrictions. Um, yeah, and so just for fans has a few a, a few less, um, and so it makes putting content up there a little bit easier. Um, like but you know, and things like that. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Um, and so I, you know, my just for fans, or, or rather, you know, any of the fan sites or any of the things that I do, like Twitter or anything like that. Um, you know, I'm moving towards being a fisting bottom. Um, I've had some experiences at fisting top and have been told I do a really good job. So I'm going to start like exploring that and putting up more of that. And, um, mm. I rather enjoy it, which is a good thing as well. And then, you know, what do you just enjoy about it? as a top. Yeah. Because I was okay, talking so to Kelly Ian Pig about this, and, uh -huh. um, and while I don't typically get into fisting, I, I understand what he was mm -hmm. saying. Like, I mean, there is something, you know, about feeling somebody contract around your, you know, your arm and then seeing their, 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 their faces contort or doing whatever that they do. And mm -hmm. so I get that. Yeah, I, I totally get that, you know. Yeah. Hold that thought because I need to go plug in my computer or we're going to lose this. So I'll be right. Okay. Back. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to give you the, light. <laughs> I'm going to give you the, the acceptable answer. <laughs> and then I'm going to okay. give you the one that is in my head and I don't, you know, you choose whether it goes in or not. Okay. <laughs> so what I do like a, a lot about fishing, um, I don't have like this, uh, I, I am, I'm not hung. I have a sufficient, like great dick. I'm, I'm aware of it. I've been told, you know, um, but I don't have this like huge dig. And so this is one way that I can work with and interact with sexually and play with bottoms in ways that I normally can't uh, as a top, you know what I mean? And so like, yes, of mm -hmm. course, like I would only want to interact with individuals who wouldn't like size shame me or whatever. But at the end of the day, it's really nice to be able to be like in front of a sling or at a bench, um, fisting somebody and, um, knowing that like this intense amount of pleasure I can bring them. And that's in spite of the size of my dick, right? That that's mm -hmm. not dependent on that. Um, right. so it's really nice to see it that way. Okay. So, and the other answer, the other answer is, there is something, in my opinion, incredibly erotic about the idea of being able to feel someone's heartbeat against my fingertips. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I mean, I get that to an extent. I mean, like, you know, if you're in a space with me, you'll, you, you might hear me talk about how, like, I like the fact that I can, you know, with my dick inside you, I can feel your heartbeat or mm -hmm. feel my yeah. heartbeat with my I dick like inside that. It. Yeah, so absolutely. Yeah. That's interesting. Although there is another way to look at that. I mean, someone might interpret what you're saying as so swimming, so you you fist these motherfuckers so deep you 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 grab their heart like what the hell? Uh, Essentially, yes. 
<laughs> so I actually expected your answer to be much worse than that. So, oh, okay. Um, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I am absolutely going to, well, no, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you this later. Uh, yeah. cause I'm, I'm curious. Um, okay. So do you have, so the last two questions first is, are there any sexual confessions you want to, like you can think of like any experiences that you've had with any that were particularly scandalous or particularly, you know, the kinds of things that, you know, you, I don't know, like, you know, the stuff, the things, the stuff that porn is made of, whether it's like with, you know, a boss or, or a married man or like, uh, or oh, yeah. somebody that worked here or did there uh, or a neighbor. Yeah. yeah. Married, married men are, are not off the table for me. So that okay. that's probably, that's probably the confession as far as I'm concerned. Okay. <laughs> and how do you, and how do you, uh, you know, a lot, I've seen so many guys. In fact, I've interviewed one of them, uh, basically do all sorts of mental gymnastics to kind of like justify, <laughs> justify it. And so like, what you is know, it that you love? Up, well, I, I don't need to know exactly what you love so much about it. I mean, it's, it's pretty, I mean, I can, I can get it, you know? Yeah. So, it's the, it's the, it's the forbidden aspect of it. Exactly. Um, I get that. Which, which taps into that, like that repression. Um, mean, you know, having experienced that in my life and now not having to experience that and then getting to be that like agent of, and that catalyst against repression for somebody. Um, yeah. you know, that's, that's a really nice and academic way to say that. Like, I just enjoy the idea that I'm somebody's secret. Oh. Um, but yeah, well, but, well, before you broke it down to like the truth of what you really felt, I, I was going to mm -hmm. say, I totally get that because, um, so for me, you know, like I interview guys who, you know, either cheated or, or guys who, um, you know, she was married men all the time, you know, but like, and I don't judge, you know, but like anymore, <laughs> but like, it used yeah. to, but you know, but like, I, 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 it's hard for me because I, at the same time, sometimes I feel for these, you know, these, these spouses or anything. And cause I'm a you know, contrary to popular belief, I am more of a monogamous person and like, you know, trust is a big thing for me. But, but at the same time, I understand what you, like you mean, like there's somebody who I'm trying to get to do the show. He's really wanted to do the podcast. He's been in a space with me many times. You may have even been there. I will not say his name. Um, no, we've, we've cult. Oh, I know, you know, I know you're cool, yeah. but we've, we've cultivated, um, quite a, personal and private kind of relationship and when i say relationship i don't mean like real relationship i just mean like yeah i got you he trusts me and and i trust him and i and and i and you know it's diff it's hard because i i talk about it's like he's able to be his full self with me i mean he's married to you know when you're married to a woman and you know this like women don't get into man sense and all that stuff like men do so mm -hmm. there's a certain part of you and then like you know it, it you know, he just gets to be his full and complete raunchy self with me. And, um, and it's, you know, and I understand that so many of us, so many men out there have, um, you know, the circumstances of society have put them in, in these, locked them in these closets that, 
you know, where, you know, they get themselves tangled in marriages and then they have to watch everyone else frolic around and be free now in 2022. And it's like, and it's like, what do you do? You know? And so I can't, I can't judge them. And and I just love being that conduit for him for at least that short period of time that we're, you know, um, you know, doing, you know, in this sort of playtime ask it, you know, to, to be free in that respect. Um, Oh yeah. And don't get me wrong. Like it's, it's both. And right. It's that, it's that academic concept, if you will, or that, that, you know, that, that, um, fleshed out idea that you, like you said, are the conduit for someone else's pleasure and the ability for them to live their authentic self, you know, versus also being, you know, able to say in the same breath and talk out the other side of your mouth, like, I enjoy yeah. being someone sacred. Like there's some, of there's course. an aspect that, that lives in both of those things. Right. That is enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. I mean, cause you know, like as much as I would cringe and feel so terrible for like the, the wife of this man who fucks the babysitter, mm-hmm. it's still kind of hot, you know? And right. Mean, like, yeah. you know, it, it, uh, it's the stuff that porn is made of, if you will. Exactly. That's what I was saying. Um, yeah. um, but, uh, so tell me, so like, these married men, how do you, mm-hmm. how do you, I mean, I know there are, there's the sniffies and there's the grinder or whatever, but like, have you ever met one like out, like saw, like saw one and, and they gave you the eye or you gave them the eye or, or, or were there any that you knew? And then, you know, I'm always, I like to, I always like to hear these stories about how these, these, you know, straight guys, you know, you know, how they use their, I don't know how they, use their codes or how they, you know, find themselves able to get there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, no, I can't say that I know those like that, that I've seen that particularly, but I did, there was one that I did a long time ago, mess around with on grinder, um, who then I did see out in public as well. And like, we knew he knew he recognized who I was. I recognized who he was. And we were in this like break in between, where we had played with each other and then all of a sudden he went silent and then we started playing with each other again. And I think it was that moment where he was just, he got another, he, he got a look at me in that moment and was just like, I didn't want to stop fucking him, but I didn't, didn't want to keep fucking him. Cause he, you know, was conflicted and everything like that. And I think, yeah, it, yeah. you know, eventually he, you know, that his desires won out over that. So. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, very hot. So, and one last thing, uh, mm-hmm. fantasies left unfulfilled. Really? Any? Um, I do like, I said, public sex. And so, you know, this idea of having a really charged and excellent sexual experience in the middle of like the woods under the full moon, if you will, where I can just be out and primal and growl and grunt without fear of anybody hearing it. Um, that's probably like that one fantasy that's unfulfilled for me. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So that concludes the interview portion of this, uh, episode. Yeah. You still, you still down to play with me? Yeah, for sure. 
Stay tuned for our playtime in part two. If you have a sexy story, fantasy, or confession, then shoot me an email at naughtyaudioforman at gmail.com, and I might just read your story and or interview you. Also, you can find me on Twitter at audioforman. I'm also on Reddit where you can post comments on each episode that I post. What do you like about the show? What's your favorite content? What's your favorite episode? What would you like to see more of? You can find the links to all this information down in the show notes. All right, guys, take it easy and happy jacking.